started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. What's up, fellow teens? Welcome to Jurgenit, your number one podcast about the secret life of the American teenager. I'm your host, Sam Canning. <laughs> and I'm your host, Jordan Canning. Uh, just kidding. You're listening to City Girls Make Do, your favorite Sex in the City podcast. Wow. I can't believe April Fools came early. It did. I'm just practicing because I'm on Jurgenit this week. <laughs> so I needed to get my, my, Sam impression down. Um, I'm actually your host, Stephanie, uh, aka a mighty morphin power lesbian. <laughs> and I'm Alex, aka sapphic chef. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so this week we're talking about season two, episode six, which is called The Cheating Curve. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of talk about cheating this week, which I really, mm, I hate to think about it, just period. Yeah, but they didn't really get into like that much cheating. Yeah, not early. It was, uh, it was kind of like only what sparked the beginning of the episode and that was most of it. Yeah. Um, even though Carrie's question for the week is what constitutes cheating, which is possibly the most succinct question she's ever had. And we don't even answer it. No, we really do not. Well, Carrie gets galaxy brain about her definition of, not her definition, about just everyone's definition of cheating, which I was like, Carrie, are are you on Rick and Morty pills? (laughs) Get ready for some hot takes. There are some hot takes this week. I I thought this episode was okay. What do you think? I don't know. I feel like this is really only memorable for, do you know, actually, I could remember everyone else's storylines. I couldn't remember Carrie's. And then when it was just, oh, I like big, I was um, not interested. Yeah, her story was just honestly garbage. It was a dumpster fire. Um, Yeah, I kind of forgot when I was looking back, I was like, what did everyone do this week? And I forgot what Miranda did. And then when I remembered, I was like, oh, right, right, right. But it's just such a non-story that like... Like, Charlotte's the star of this episode. Oh, truly. Yeah, so I guess we can jump into the episode. We start out at an opening at Charlotte's art gallery, which is for a lesbian painter from Brooklyn, and her name is Yell. Mm-hmm. And so Carrie's voiceover describes it as lesbian chic meets art world cool. <laughs> and it's a super popular event, and they make it sound like it's really surprising that it's really popular. Uh, well, you know, lesbians, as my famously hate art. I don't really know what they're getting at. I have no idea because she even before that she says like, "Oh, New Yorkers will te- like attend anything as long as there's champagne." So I don't know why she's expecting it to not be busy, but it's like it's it's bumping at this lesbian <laughs> art showing. So yeah, the the club is jumping. So leave your man at home. Yes, yes. There's a very few men here, but everyone who is a man it seems to be someone's boyfriend or date. Yes. So let's get into these fucking trashy assholes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all garbage, and uh, they're all the people that our four gals brought as their dates, or well, our two gals brought as dates, I guess, because <laughs> Samantha and Carrie went together. Oh, which she says is very fitting for the evening, which... Yes. <laughs> what, would it be inappropriate to bring your friend to an event? Uh, 
I don't know. It's the straights are at it again. <laughs> that should be the name of the episode. <laughs> Honestly, like the straights are at it again, uh, except for Charlotte, who is like, she's the number one. Mm. She's she's the only valid ally here. So <laughs> if you can call her an ally, I don't know. She puts the A in LGBTA. She does. <laughs> Um, despite this, she's here with her boyfriend, Gareth, Ugh. at first. I hate this name. Mm. Yeah, fuck the Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Carrie's voiceover calls him a toxic bachelor, which, yes. like, is a great lead. <laughs> did we have an episode about toxic bachelors, or did I make that up? I think they made that up. Okay. I feel like there was an episode where that was... <laughs> They thought they were really smart because they invented a term. That's that is what they like to do on the show. <laughs> they like to make up things. Like later in this episode, Samantha makes it sound like like getting a bikini wax is like a revolutionary thing. That's like I mean, maybe it was new in the nineties, but like I'm like I'm pretty sure this was happening for a long time. Yeah, we'll get there because that made me wish for a, a, a time that had long gone. Yeah, true, truly. Rest in fucking pieces. R.I.P. Bush. <laughs> yes. I guess what we could say is that it's almost like 9-11 did Bush. <gasps> I think that really was the turning point. You're right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, anyway, in the meantime, uh, so she's here with this, this toxic bachelor, Gareth, and he, like, owns this restaurant, and he's, like, I don't know, while they're kind of holding hands and talking to people, he's, like, making eyes at some random woman who walks by, and that's kind of all we see of him at first. Mm. Not a good head start. Not a good start. Great opening. And then we have Miranda's day, and she's wearing, she's wearing, like, a dress, like, a black dress, where the cutouts are in her armpit. Yeah. <laughs> really it's something you don't have to shave anything but your armpits i don't know why you would wear that i don't know it's fashion it's fashion it's fashion sweaty uh yeah this guy's a documentary filmmaker that she met at a harvard alumni mixer and his name is ethan which is like okay are you 10 um (laughs) you got a point (laughs) you do have a point that like the only people called ethan are children it's like being called cody yeah it really is i knew someone named ethan growing up he was like my neighbor and he's my age and i haven't heard of him since like he was 16 so he just stopped existing you think he changed his name i don't know i think he just disappeared into the void because he's not allowed to be an adult ethan (laughs) you know sue's boyfriend's (laughs) called ethan I'm so sorry, Sue. <laughs> Your boyfriend is valid. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, yeah, so Carrie brought Samantha and they're kind of chatting. Samantha's disappointed that there's not really any men here, which, you know, Carrie's like, okay, well, what did you expect? Like, it's a lesbian event. But then she spots a guy across the room. Uh, no, okay, so Samantha says, I thought straight guys follow them around to see what they're going to do. Oh, yes, yeah, she does say that. And she's got a point. <laughs> she very does, like, hey, straight men, stop fetishizing lesbians, thanks. Oh, they're not listening to this. <laughs> I know they're not, but, like, if they are listening, like, I'm just projecting it out into the universe, please stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, so she says that, and then she sees some guy across the room, and he's, like, a trainer at her gym, so she wants to go talk to him, but then Carrie's like, well, I'm not feeling well, and she decides she's gonna head home, and, like, Samantha barely tries to get her to stay. She's just like, oh, stay. <laughs> Samantha offers her a Percocet. She does. <gasps> I want to be Samantha's friend. 
Right? Uh, Carrie's just like, no, I'm just going to go home. Yeah. She's lying, though. Oh, my God. This was, uh, like, the whole time I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm over this. I hate it. Before she even reveals where she's going. It's so obvious because she's a bad liar. She's a bad liar. And then as soon as Samantha walks away, Carrie, like, makes a series of faces that are like, I'm sneaking out. I've noticed this several times where clearly the director's just said, hey, make a face. Yeah. She does it another time later in this episode. And I'm like, like, we we know it's an awkward situation or something. Like, we don't need you to make a weird face for us to tell, but... I guess because they have these voiceovers, they need her to be doing something. <laughs> but she just makes faces of... <laughs> Whatever her motion is meant to be, she is doing that face in the most obvious way. In the most obvious baby way. Yeah, she only has one face though, which is like she bites her lip and she raises an eyebrow and then that's it. Like all her faces are that. It's not like Charlotte where she's like super expressive and has like like a reaction for everything. Like it's one reaction. Kristen Stewart is shaking. Kristen Stewart. Oh, Chris- yeah. Okay. At first I thought you meant Kristen Davis and was just like saying it wrong. And I was like, <laughs> okay, never mind. I get it. <laughs> Not the lip bitey thing. Yeah. Oh, she is. The lip biting one eyebrow. Like, I know what you are. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes, she slinks out. And she, surprise, surprise, surprising all of us. We never saw this plot twist coming. She goes to Mr. Big's apartment. I'm shook. I'm shook. I never expected this. And you know what? It's bad. I don't like it. It's it's not great. Um, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. They start making out like right away. She comes into the door. They talk for like five seconds. And then they're just making out. I thought, because he has like an undone white shirt on. I thought he was like Donald ducking it. I thought he was like dick out. <laughs> but he's wearing he's wearing like trousers. Ugh, which is a shame. Uh, yeah. How come we never see Mr. Big's dick? Like if he's gonna have the audacity to be such an asshole, can we at least see his dick about it? Like we see so many boobs. We see so many boobs and we never once see Mr. Big's dick. It's not a quality. It's not even remotely a quality. It's bad. Uh, yeah, and then they have like a little montage of them having sex or making out. Yeah. Ugh, I hate it. Mm. I don't I don't like this. Yeah, and it's like she has this voiceover over the whole thing where she's kind of like, I know it's wrong, but like blah, blah, blah. He makes me feel sexy and alive. Ugh. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> no one, no one cares. Just go home and think about what you did <laughs> wonder about it but yeah disappointing then we move on to um the best part of the episode oh yes the power <laughs> lesbians oh i love this so much <laughs> <laughs> so they're introduced with this like slow motion walk towards the camera and they're all in their gray suits with their giant phones oh yeah it's really good mm. uh that just made me imagine like a reservoir dial reservoir dog style opening with just like these power lesbians in the opening credits part of it with like little green bag playing <sighs> and they're just like how much better would reservoir dogs be if it was about lesbians and not directed by tarantino immensely better yeah it'd be really good anyway 
I was incapable of writing power lesbian without writing it entirely in caps <laughs> throughout my entire notes. Because every time I thought the, the words power lesbian, I was like, this is just such an intense phrase that it needs to be like, it needs to be all in caps. <laughs> power lesbian should be used more. I mean, there's so many like subsets in every, in every gay subculture that mm-hmm. there should, what, power lesbian, we don't use that enough. We really don't. I feel like it's probably because I don't know enough people who are just fucking straight up balling. <laughs> and these women are like, they've got like lots of money, clearly. And I don't know many people who have lots of money. So <laughs> I mean, that's true. Maybe we should just use it for like lesbians who are successful in their fields. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we got a description of them. And Carrie kind of says, like, okay, so they have great shoes, killer eyewear, and they have the secrets to invisible makeup. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, invisible makeup is a thing, apparently. I don't know what that is. I guess so. Just, just don't wear makeup. It's makeup that makes your face disappear when you wear it. Oh, that would be handy, though. Yeah. For crimes. <laughs> It'd be handy for crimes. Well, you'd need to put it on your whole body because that would just make your head disappear. Although then people can't identify you. But they might know that you're a powerful lesbian. So then they might just, they, they'd have a list of suspects. Mm. But it, this is the definition of be gay, do crimes. It absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, these, these power lesbians are, they're so interested in this art, the gallery, that they've sold out Charlotte's whole show, which has never happened before. Yeah, I mean, that must be a lot of artwork to sell as well, so good for Charlotte. No kidding, yeah. And they're, like, talking about these, I guess, our main lesbians, and... They're like, I want that painting. They all talk like that. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they they do have a very certain, like, I don't know who decided what was going to make them stand out as, like, the gay woman characters, but they sure picked some things to make them do. Yeah, how do you make someone look like a lesbian? You should, I don't know, put them in a ponytail and dark clothing. They very did have almost all of the women have their hair pulled back, or it was either pulled back or short, and then there was, like, one who had long hair that was down. I think, out of the main power lesbian group. So, but they're all like in suits with their fancy champagne flutes and everything. So someone, like, I guess one of the staffers tells Charlotte that they run out of champagne. So she's like, oh, we must have some in the storage room. I'll go look. This is where my heart breaks. Well, not really. I just got mad. I got mad as well. It got mad, but it also set Charlotte free. (laughs) So... It's like something bad has to happen for something good to happen. That's not true, but this is what happened in this episode. <laughs> when God shuts a door, he opens a window to lesbianism. When he when God shuts a window, he opens a pussy. Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, her boyfriend, Gareth, who I wrote as Gavin for the first time. I forgot. Gareth is making out with... Uh, the woman he was eyeing up and he says i don't know maybe the most inflammatory thing anyone could ever say where he's like chill out we're just kissing yeah what huh like yeah this is very like i have question marks over my head like speaking of tarantino if someone said this to me i would 
the Kill Bill siren would just go off. Yes, extremely. I would hop in my pussy wagon and <laughs> hunt down this man. He'd be the only name on my list. Mm. So, and like, it's not even like they've been dating for a long time, but at the same time, it's like you're on a date. Like, even if you're not exclusive, you're still on a date with this one person, right? Yeah. Like, how hard is it to just be with that person for one night? So, because they smash cut to the gals at, I guess, the flea market or something. And it's like the fanciest farmer's market I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And Samantha and Charlotte basically say the same thing of Samantha's like, oh, you've only been on two dates. And then Charlotte's like, yeah, but you could have waited until the end of the evening. Huh. Yeah. Like, how hard is it to just have my man for, you know, the night while we're together? Like, that shouldn't be an issue. But. And at her workplace? Yeah, no kidding. It's like, that, <laughs> what? <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. They're, they're talking about cheating. And Charlotte says, like, oh, you know, he doesn't consider kissing cheating I, I guess this is a conversation of what constitutes cheating in my opinion i think it's just anything that you don't tell your partner about that is in some way romantic or sexual yeah for sure like this totally depends on the person for sure which is like what they talk about but i think in general like anything physical if you're you know a monogamous anything physical with something else is just cheating yeah like point blank some people would also get into you know like emotional cheating i guess too yeah and even if you're not exclusive i still think there is a bit of a taboo around not being open about it yes for sure yeah i think if you're definitely if you're seeing other people it's one of those things where you should be as open as possible with your partner unless your partner's like explicitly said i don't want to know about anything yeah but like Obviously, like, Charlotte has not talked to this Gareth fellow about this. And so if they haven't had the conversation, he should not be making out with other women on their date. I mean, there's an assumed don't make out with other people on our day. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you can assume as much. Yeah, Miranda's like, I once dated a guy. I think, did she say she dated him? She just mentions this married guy and she's like, he didn't consider having sex below 23rd Street cheating. Mm, I really hate that. Yeah, I don't understand these New York references either. I don't understand the New York reference, but I've definitely like heard people say, you know, like if it's out of state or out of country, it's not cheating, which is like, that is absolute bullshit. Like in what world does how far away you are from your partner make it a difference to whether or not it's cheating? I don't, I don't think there's like, oh, you know, you're 50 miles away from me. So you're, you're in the good zone like the it's <laughs> it's a ludicrous happy zone yeah it makes no sense to me i mean but the thing is i have heard people say that before like so it's a thing but it's just it's ugh, it makes me feel so gross to hear samantha has a good line about how uh you know why do men cheat and she says it's the same reason why dogs look their balls because they can it's really good. I love that she's comparing men to dogs looking their balls. I feel like men would look their balls if they could bend that way. So Marilyn Manson did. Oh, he sure did. He sure did. I, yeah, I've definitely heard stories of like very, you know, double jointed people. Yeah, I've I've heard of that, but like I feel like see that's the thing is if you've heard stories about it, it means that if you're able to do it, you probably will. So, but yeah, she has that really good line, and then. You know, like, so Samantha says, well, men do it because they can. And, you know, we should just accept the reality of it and move on. 
Carrie's like, okay, but like women also cheat. So there's a, a hole in your story, in your theory here. Which is true. Women do also cheat. That's the whole. Mm. All women cheat because they're in love, which is, I guess, what Charlotte says. Um, yeah, I don't get that. Samantha just says it's hormones. Yeah, and she's like, no, it's my little voice in my head that says, mate for life, mate for life. <laughs> uh, and then Sam, Samantha's just like, well, you can't listen to every little voice inside your head. You'll go crazy. <laughs> I mean, they're both right. They're, everyone's valid. Everyone here is valid except for the men cheating. So, Or women cheating, but none of these women are cheating. So, uh, Cheaters are never valid. No, cheaters are never valid, ever. So that's that. They're having this lemonade, which looks delicious. Oh, I don't like lemonade, so I was kind of like, mm. But my whole time watching American Vandal Season 2, I was like, I wouldn't be pooping. Good for you. <laughs> anyway, Carrie has this like <laughs> massive galaxy brain take. She says, what constitutes cheating isn't the same for everyone. There's a cheating curve. And this means someone's definition of cheating of what constitutes cheating is in direct proportion to how much they themselves want to cheat. Yeah, this made me turn into the lady with like the calculus flying around her head. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I had to put on my glasses to listen to this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to listen to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get what, I mean, I guess what she's saying is like, if you really want to cheat, then you don't consider it cheating. Yeah, like you're more fine with getting cheated on if you also want to cheat. Because you're like, I understand the, I understand it. This is why I can't watch Mad Men, because I get so mad that I can't watch it. You get mad at the men. I get mad at the men. At the, I get mad at the Mad Men. I don't know, I guess I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a Mad Men fan. I'm mad about the men. But truly, I am like sitting there. I think I, because I kind of do it as like I'm sitting there drinking and I'm just smug because I'm like, you're a fucking idiot, Don Draper. You're a fucking fool. And I'm smart because <laughs> no one loves me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so valid. Like, I mean, I can watch it and be like, yeah, Joan, you get it. Or like, Peggy, you kick ass. I love you. But, and then, okay, at the same time, I am like, okay, Roger, you're hot. So, like, I mean, ugh, so is Don Draper. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, I hate all of them, but the women are valid. Um, yeah, I do watch it for thirsting practices only. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Miranda says, that's moral relativism. And then Carrie says, I prefer to think of it as quantum cheating. Uh, <sighs> I hate this. Like, I, doesn't Samantha just call her out and it's just like, this is just confusing, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. It's just like, this is stupid. And Samantha kind of finishes the conversation by saying like, look, cheating is defined by the fact that you can get caught doing it. So you can't cheat without the ability to get caught. So like, there's not really a way to cheat that isn't bad, I guess. Because like, no matter what, like, if you weren't doing it behind someone's back, it wouldn't be cheating. Exactly. So that's the whole point. If you're doing something behind someone's back, it's probably not great. Yeah, exactly. Especially someone that you, you know, allegedly care about. Allegedly. Yeah, that's my favorite word. I love to, <laughs> I love to throw around the allegedly. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel like a lawyer, which is always fun. I love to just throw into question things that absolutely don't even need to be thrown into question. <laughs> So. Just like straight facts. Just like, okay, water is wet, allegedly. Uh-huh. Yep. Charlotte is straight, allegedly. Oh, that's, no, that's a big allegedly. She is a huge, 
repressed lesbian in this episode. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. She's she's having a good time. And so, yeah, we jump to Carrie writing in bed. This is where we get our question. So what constitutes cheating? Although before she – okay, I said it was a succinct question. The question <laughs> itself is is – the question itself is very clear and short, but she has a very long follow-up to it. <laughs> in a world without gravity or some shit. I love it. So – she says, "If is cheating like the proverbial tree in the forest that it doesn't exist if there's no one around to catch you? <sighs> in a gravity-free world of anything goes, what constitutes cheating? Which is really a, a long way about that one sentence that is a pretty th- succinct question. I think Carrie's writing her, I think Carrie's working on her NaNoWriMo right now, <laughs> and she's trying desperately to hit her word count. <laughs> <laughs> she like read Hemingway and was like i could do this but make it about sex (laughs) oh my god this is why she's so bad fuck yeah she only she literally only read the author she had to for school (laughs) yeah She's never opened a book otherwise, except for Vogue. Vogue is a book. It is pretty heavy. Um, And then I think I realized that we might be past the hill of talking heads. I think we might be because we didn't get any after this. No. And yeah, it's, this is my beautiful house and this is my beautiful wife. We're, we're out of the woods. <laughs> we're out of the woods. Because our next scene is Samantha. Uh, it's no talking head. Samantha's training with the guy from the art show at the gym. And she looks so horny this whole time. Yeah, and his name is Thor. His name is Thor. What is that? Because <laughs> he's big. It's worth it for what happens later in the episode that they did that. But uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you're getting me all wet. <laughs> I mean. I mean, sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, oh, it's good. Uh, Charlotte or Samantha, you're you're valid. Do you know what she actually is this episode? We'll get to it. Yeah, that's true. Um. Okay, so Charlotte is now at the gallery on the phone with Gareth, and he's trying to, like, backpedal and explain his whole situation about, like, why he was making out with this woman at the thing. And he's like, well, her uncle just died. And besides, like, you're the one I actually want to sleep with. Her uncle died. My, okay. <laughs> like okay um, uh, she just hangs up on him though because she's not interested and good for her yeah she hangs up as soon as she sees the power lesbians walk into her gallery it's really good she is a lesbian she is so excited to see them her face lights up especially when they start talking to her oh i know they're so good and they're so nice and like they're coming in to pay for their painting and I kind of love this because, like, one of them is buying it now and then she's selling it to the other one in six months. <laughs> They're like, these two are so, I didn't really, I mean, their names aren't important because who cares? But they're really nice because one of them says, like, oh, I love your Prada loafers, which is a lesbian move. It is, yeah. <laughs> like, Carrie's voiceover says that uh, the power lesbians and shoes are like Wall Street bankers and their cigar. I don't understand, but who doesn't like shoes? This whole fucking show is built upon women women be shopping for shoes. Women, women be shopping? And, yeah, it's kind of like, okay, so all women, like, shoes i guess so all women are lesbians wow i love this city i'm moving to new york (laughs) (laughs) and okay so i also want to talk about this painting that they bought 
Oh, it's ugly, yeah. It's ugly as hell, but it's like, it's, so it's a naked woman on a cross, and she has like long red hair that covers her nipples, and it's kind of like that classic tattoo art style almost, and then the cross says death before dishonor, and then there's like flames coming off of it, and then there's like these thorny roses on it. It looks like an Ed Hardy top. Does. It's really something, and I really wish we knew how much they paid for it. (laughs) Oh, more than- more than any of our rents combined. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so we find out. So like Charlotte asks, you know, are you two a couple? And apparently they dated, but they broke up and now they're just friends. And Charlotte's like eyes light up because this seems to be unimaginable to her, I suppose. I guess so. I mean, she probably has the mindset, you know, men and women can't just be friends. You have to be dating. Or you have feelings for each other, which is fake as fuck. I mean, yeah, look at, like, anyone who's attracted to the, you know, anyone who's, like, a, a you know, a woman-loving woman, a man-loving a man. All your other friends are going to be just as gay as you are. And <laughs> maybe you date, maybe you don't, but it's not, like, universal that you're going to have sex with all of them. Exactly. And, I mean, this is technically, this is why people have so much like distrust for bisexual people because they're like you can't possibly you know be friends with people that you're attracted to without wanting to sleep with them and it's like well i definitely don't want to sleep with most people no I d- i'm not attracted i don't think i'm attracted to any of my friends really mm-hmm. right like yeah i can objectively say they're attractive but i don't want to sleep with them yeah exactly so it definitely doesn't make you like, uh, like, especially when they're like, oh, well, you're more likely to cheat if you're, you know, bisexual. And it's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. You can be friends with plenty of people without, you know, having sex with them. So Charlotte's excited that, you know, they're just friends with each other. And they ask her if, you know, she wants to go out with drinks with them later because they're going out for drinks. Charlotte kind of looks like she's trying to kind of like make up an excuse why she can't go at first. And then she's like, I don't have any reason why I shouldn't go. So she does. She agrees to go out with them. And these place names are fantastic. (laughs) Oh, this is something this is good. So the first place is G-Spot, which is the hottest new girl bar. I got a screen cap of this because I paused to take notes and Charlotte is like clapping her hands. She's like making these eyes at someone else and then she has her tongue up against her teeth and she's smiling and she is she is loving this. Because she's a huge lesbian and it's time she realized. We love her. We love gay Charlotte. I mean, it would make sense. Like, you know, she's just so obsessed with this idea that she needs to be with a man that she hasn't even considered it. She hasn't considered it yet. It's not even, it's not even, she's opening her, she's opening her third eye. <laughs> Her clit. <laughs> yeah, she's she's opening it up to the possibility. <laughs> so after the girl bar, they go to a French fusion place called Love Tunnel. No, it's Luke. You know, yeah, because Love Tunnel is the last place they go to, right? Yeah, yeah. So this place is called Luke's with the sapphic chef. Yes, I like the word sapphic. I think it's fun. I love the word. Yeah, it, it's a really good word. Then they go to Love Tunnel and we get a lovely shot going through this uh, yonic, I don't know, window? It is something. It sure is a pink archway. It's very like the the pants in the Janelle Monet video. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, it's pink and it's like an oval. So we get it. <laughs> oh, oh, we get it. We know what that is. I've seen a vagina before. <laughs> I get it. 
<laughs> I've seen a vagina before. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. I know what it is. Uh, Carrie's voiceover is like, uh, it's basically like AU where there's no men and uh, Charlotte's fucking thriving. Uh, she doesn't say it exactly like that, but she does say alternate universe where there's no men. And Charlotte is like going hard on the dance floor. Like she is, she's about to just melt into this crowd of women. I mean, so the truth is, I think whenever you go to a gay bar, even if you are straight, because I have straight friends who still like to go to gay bars because there's not, they're not going to be bothered by guys. You have straight friends? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One or two. Yeah, I have a handful, but... Yeah, I have a handful. You know, if I'm, like, with them, then they'll suggest a gay bar before they suggest a straight bar. Oh, for sure. That makes sense. Because it's more fun. It is more fun. It's just better. She parties, she dances the night away. I've never been to a a, just a uh, completely lesbian bar, because those don't really kind of exist anymore, but it would be very fun. I would love to go to one. I've never been either, but that'd be fun. We We should make one that we can call the G-Spot or Love Tunnel. I love that. We should just open one in Toronto, one in London, and invite all of our gay friends, and it's going to be a party. It's a gays-only event. It's a gays-only event, and you're not invited if you're a boy. That's that's valid. Um, Yeah, donate to our Patreon so we can open G-Spot. <laughs> It's a, it's, it's worth it. You'll, you'll want to donate. I'm sure though, I'm sure we'll get enough for the rental of two huge cities pretty soon. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, okay. So then we go to Miranda. So she just spent four hours watching a Holocaust documentary with Ethan, the guy she took to the gallery. For real? I, I love a documentary. You wouldn't mm-hmm. pay me to watch a four-hour Holocaust documentary on a second day. You could not get me to do that either. That's I and I do like documentaries. I do like to watch a documentary, but that is that is sure one hell of a not romantic date. No, um, they're watching Shoah. Like from this point on, I think all the documentaries they reference are real. Um, yeah, I think so. And they're all like you know acclaimed ones. But it, no, not on a set, not on a early in the relationship. This is something you when you're settled and front of each other and then you can watch it and yeah feel like you know the pain of everything but you don't watch a four-hour holocaust documentary and you're like oh let's have set yeah i thought it was very strange that after that they end up just going upstairs and uh boning because i mean it well he's getting super passionate about it because i mean he is a documentarian so like i get why he's interested in this but he's like i already hate him before he goes upstairs like he's getting super passionate about a passionate about documentaries he calls narrative film bogus yeah he's just ranting about how like narrative films are fake and like it was much better than schindler's list which i mean yeah a documentary is probably going to portray things more realistically than a fucking film made for entertainment purposes but yeah it's wild i mean i think if i watch any documentary you kind of just need to go away and think about Afterwards, you just go and sit by yourself and just think about mankind. Like, I'm not ranting about how Schindler's List was a bad film. Yeah, and it's weird to me because it feels very performative how how riled up he's getting about this whole film thing because because of the fact that they go upstairs and have sex afterwards because like if you were actually like this you know passionate about how like how truly depressing and devastating this documentary you just watches and like how 
truthful and, you know, severe it was, I feel like you probably wouldn't want to go up and bone afterwards. Yeah, you'd be like, I'm going to go donate to my local synagogue and think about everything that's happened. Uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah, you'd think so. No, um, yeah, but this guy's a fucking asshole because, as we said, uh, they met at a Harvard alumni uh, meeting, which is probably the most pretentious place you could meet someone. Yeah, pretty much. I don't, I'm not surprised that he's kind of an asshole. And this is just like the tip of the iceberg too. Like, so Miranda kisses him to get him to stop talking because she's also annoyed by his everything. I mean, she just watched a Holocaust documentary for four hours and now she has to hear this guy talk about film. God, catch me watching anything for four hours. I <laughs> love a fucking Holocaust documentary. And then, and then a man talking about film, that's the worst thing oh. that exists. Oh, that's like torture. Yeah, this is, this is the new waterboarding is <laughs> listening to men talk about film. God, you need to stop bringing up George W. Bush. <laughs> it's it's hard not to. I'm a, a conspiracy theorist. This is like how, yeah, it's like how Ted Cruz donated to early Peagot episodes. Uh, George W. Bush is donating to early Peagot's episode. Yeah, he's funding it. Wow. Just like the Taliban. Okay. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so they go up to, they go up to his place and so they're making out on the couch and then he turns on the TV like he's Mark Hoppus or something <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's, he, it's porn. So she put, he puts on porn while they're making out. Oh, he just puts on the TV and is already on porn. So you know what this guy's about. Oh yeah. He doesn't have to change a channel. It's already there. And Miranda's like, okay, uh, what's this? He's just like, don't you think it's kind of sexy and Rand's kind of like i guess it could be i mean this isn't first time you have sex with someone activities this is like after a while again they're doing a lot of things which you don't do when you've just started dating someone you don't watch serious films that are longer than two hours and you don't put on porn immediately yeah like it's one thing to do it like occasionally when you're with someone i think but like not the first time and not every time no uh that's just weird at that point um but yeah they keep going so they do end up having sex and carrie carrie's voiceover has the the funny you know his passion for a film isn't just documentaries oi oi whoa because he likes porn get it well who doesn't yeah so, I mean, I guess it's better than putting on, you know, like, like Animal Planet and being like, oh my god, he puts on Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just don't turn the TV on, buddy. No, don't put music on if you're gonna, if you need some sort of uh, background noise, I suppose. Yeah, like, why do you, because he's clearly just watching it the whole time, too. Because, like, the very next scene, it happens again. Like, this isn't just a one-time thing. This is, like, an every-time thing. He, they're making out again, and he turns it on, and she, you can tell Miranda's bothered by it, and he's, he's just like, oh, I can turn off the sound if it's bothering you. And then he tells her to move her head, so that he can see it. Because he has his eyes open, like, the whole time they're making out. Yeah, you can't kiss someone with your eyes open. It's horrifying. Why Why? Why would you do that? This is a crime. Like, I would have left there and then. I, I, yeah, I would not have put up with this for as long as Miranda did. Like, I would have been out of here by now. Like, this is just weird as hell. Why do you have your eyes open? Why does this need to be on? Like, <sighs> 
it's stressing me out. Okay, calm down. <laughs> because now we move on to a big and a tactile neck. Oh, this is even weird. I wrote down tactile neck in my notes. I wrote down, that's, a, that's just one bullet point. Big has a tactile neck on. <laughs> Synergy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Carrie made dinner, which was fondue, and Big immediately mm. was like, you just melted some cheese. And tore up some bread. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Carrie calls it the non-natural act of cooking, which is hilarious to me, but... She's not a sapphic chef. Uh, no. And, like, he... Big looks so fucking stoned. I don't know. These <laughs> so weird because he is wearing his his tactile neck and his eyes are closed and he's just kind of zoning in and out of the conversation <laughs> and like like he's and laughing in random places like he's high <laughs> i need to go back and watch this it's so weird he's just like he's, and he's like you know when your eyes are in like a soft focus when you're not looking at someone he's just kind of in a daze and he's like laughing and it's weird he's in a weird moment i don't like this guy at all i mean i don't like him period but this is just really funny to me (laughs) (laughs) um i also want to note that carrie roasts big because like carrie kind of brings up that she hasn't told any of her friends that they're seeing each other again and big's like me neither and then carrie says that doesn't count. You don't have any friends. Yeah, and then, like, the crowd, the super hot fire, everyone just starts screaming. The crowd goes wild, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like, feeding fondue to each other, and apparently apparently she's managed to fuck up fondue. Yeah, no idea how she did this. <sighs> Maybe she used the wrong cheese? Maybe. It did look awfully yellow. <laughs> Carrie threw just a bunch of American singles <gasps> into uh, a pot and <laughs> melted them. <laughs> Oh Probably. my god. Yeah, you're right. She didn't even get like Swiss cheese or anything. She mm-hmm. she just oh that's disgusting. Um I'm just dying at the idea. She put the cheese whiz in the in And it. then the bread was like stale. It was the bread was like white sliced bread. It wasn't even Yeah. Oh god, yeah, you're right. And then he's like, Please can we go out for food now? <laughs> that's Damn. very good. That'd be so I'd be so insulted, but yeah. I would be too, but I mean Carrie knows she's a bad cook, so I guess that's probably fine with her. Um Yeah, and then they she ends up spending the night and everything and like her voiceover just talks about how they're deciding to keep things quiet and she's like not really sure why she wants to keep it so quiet but it just feels like kind of wrong i guess so she doesn't want to tell any of her friends about it if it feels that bad maybe reconsider this relationship maybe there's a reason yeah if all of your friends think something is bad or a special a specific guy you're seeing is bad probably because he's bad you know and it's it's not like it's one friend. It's all of them. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, if one of your friends doesn't like your boyfriend, it could just be they don't get along. Yeah. Like, that's that's normal. But if it's all of your friends, that's a huge red flag. Definitely. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say to her. Not a whole lot. There's not really much you can say to her. She is kind of stuck in her rut of... She knows it's wrong, but there's nothing that really can change her mind about it because she's just set in this being what she wants to do, I guess. Mm. So, and yeah, and then she does her walk of shame. Well, she says she's so embarrassed, she feels so guilty that she doesn't even want to be seen sleeping next to him. 
So she doesn't... Who's going to see that? No, I don't know. But she does her walk of shame at 7 o'clock in the morning. She doesn't want Alexa to know that she slept in Big's bed. Oh, God. And then Alexa tells Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, so she does her walk of shame at, like, 7 in the morning, and she runs into Miranda. Uh, (laughs) so, you know, she lies. She said she's out in this part of town for teeth cleaning. She doesn't live out here. Um, even though it's 7 in the morning, she was out for a teeth cleaning. I I never understood this when, like, I'm watching a show or a movie and they talk about getting their teeth cleaned. Don't you do that at home? Well, like, going to the dentist. I guess, like, having a hygienist, like, scrape your teeth clean and shit. I've never had that done. Oh, really? Maybe maybe that's why there's a stereotype. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I, I got an email from my dentist, like, a week ago that was like, it's been seven months since you've had your teeth cleaned. Come back for an appointment. And I'm like, bitch, I don't have dental coverage. What am I, like, an emperor? I'm not getting my teeth cleaned for, like, another year unless I get benefits at work, like. Yeah, uh, you have to pay for the dentist here unless you're, like, a child. And I know I need to go, but I don't want to. And I don't have any money, so. I had dental coverage from my parents for years from their work, but then I became an adult and stopped having dental coverage. So I used to go to the dentist, like, once a year, and now I go, like, once every, well, I don't know. It had been, like, three years since the last time I went because I just hadn't been covered for so long and then I was like I'm gonna just fork up like 80 bucks or whatever and get them to check out my mouth and that was it I mean I'm just lucky my wisdom teeth came in fine so I'm like I'm not going oh that's good I had to have my wisdom teeth out and it sucked ass Carrie had her wisdom teeth out years ago because she has no fucking common sense She should have just told that to Miranda. Oh, yeah, I was having those out because I'm a fucking idiot. And then Miranda would have pulled out the receipt. (laughs) Pulled out the receipt and been like, yeah, you're a dumb, dumbass, dumb friend who's sleeping with her dumb ex. So, but she doesn't have to do that yet. She gets away with it. She sneaks away with her lie. Um, and then Samantha is in her bedroom with Thor. Uh, I love how the only part of Samantha's apartment we've ever seen is her bedroom. Yep. Why would we need to see the rest of it? Yeah, we did see her shower, which is fucking huge. Oh yeah, because there's two people fitting in there comfortably. Comfortably. You could fit a fucking football team in here. Yeah. Oh, I'd love this. I would- It was pretty nice. I would never get out of this shower. Like- I, in the house I'm in, we have like a wet room. So the shower is really big because there isn't, it's just like a hole in the wall. And I love it because I, I don't know why. I'm not moving anywhere out of the space, but I just feel like it's so free. Mm, that is nice. I love a big shower. Yeah. So they moved to the shower because uh, he's going to shave her. Yeah, this is something. He starts with her legs. Yeah, I don't know how comfortable I'd feel with someone else shaving my legs. I don't want someone else to shave my legs. I don't like this. I, then again, I just don't like to be in the shower with someone else. And then he moves up. He moves up, yeah. I'd be me even more uncomfortable with. Yeah, he... And then Samantha has a weird look on her face, and I can't tell if she's enjoying it or uh, what, but you can just tell that he's his razor is getting there by her face. I don't think that'd be a pleasant experience, because it's not like he's touching anything that's going to make you, you know, have... The look on her face is like he he uh, touched the nut button, but he's just shaving, and that's not going to be comfortable. 
What I'm also confused about is like, okay, so realistically, she she's got, you know, like a full bush, maybe like a little bit trimmed. But like, regardless, if she if she hasn't been shaving herself, this isn't going to be pretty. Oh, no. And the issue, because whenever people talk about how they shave their pubes, it gives me such bad anxiety because... <laughs> Unless, no, but unless you're really good at it, you're going to have stubble and like razor burn and it's not going to be even, no. Yeah. Just get a wax. If you want to, if you want to take a lot off, then go to a professional. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do and it's definitely going to be like, there's definitely going to be hair everywhere if he's doing this on her it's just not realistic like it's uh and those drains are going to be clogged that drain is going to be clogged i mean he doesn't shave all of it no he shaves a lightning bolt which wow (laughs) like i just i just love that they named him thor just so that he could do this oh it's just for a bit (laughs) it's just for a bit is really good now Samantha is the boy who lived. Oh, wow. Why'd they call him Voldemort? Oh, no. Rip. <laughs> I mean, I think Harry Potter was out by now. This is like 1998 or 9, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because then we go to her telling the gals about it. Yeah. Uh, where are they? At Miranda's house, maybe? It looks like Miranda's house because there's books. I think they're at Carrie's. Okay. Yeah, they might be at Carrie's house. Oh, no, wait, no. No, they might be at Miranda's. Whatever, they're at... Because Carrie's bathroom is, like, through her closet for some reason. Yeah, and it's definitely not Charlotte's house because Charlotte's the last one to show up. Yeah. So... They're somewhere. They're at someone's house, and so Samantha's talking about this guy shaving her pubes, and Miranda smartly says, because because Sam's like, what's with guys wanting to do this? And Miranda is like, well, it's obviously because they want a little girl, which tea. is extremely true. That is the tea. That tea is piping hot. I like, I remember like back when I used to use OkCupid, you know how you would have all those questions and you would see mm-hmm. so many people would just be like, I like it to be completely bald. Wait, oof. I think like it's one of those things where it's this is one of the things that porn has ruined for men where it's like sometimes it's like that's the only thing that they're okay with and it's like that is so fucked up you should be okay with whatever your partner presents to you as long as everything is you know like i don't know this sounds gross but like yeah clean and tidy yeah i think so like you you want to Uh, Like, I mean, personally, like, I would prefer to have something be, like, controlled. Yeah. If someone pulls out, like, a wild hedge and you're not feeling that, then whatever. But I feel like if you're going to be having sex with someone, you should kind of be okay with whatever their body has. Because you don't know. Until you see someone naked, you don't know what's going to be underneath them, really. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Yeah, there should really be no pressure to, like, have to be shaved at all or entirely. So, and there definitely is. So, it's nice that it's kind of one of those things that's coming back where it's like you, it it does seem like there's less of a pressure now than there was back when, I don't know, like 10 years ago or so, where it seemed like the only thing acceptable was to be, like, completely bald. But, um... Yeah, you should do what's comfortable for your body and hopefully if you're 
sleeping with someone then they're cool with that too but yeah exactly god i wish i was in i sat there watching this scene where they're like wow have you heard that people are getting waxes i was like god i wish this was me (laughs) right (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of wild that this was like the reality of the 90s which was only like 20 years ago well yeah because until then it was like full bush Mm -hmm. yeah unless people were shaving i guess but even then like that was probably not super common so no i i i mean people trim and shape and whatever but i don't think the way it is now where it's kind of expected of you to be completely bald yeah not in existence here yeah so that's nice yeah so they kind of talk about it a little bit and then uh, samantha talks about how you know like your pubes are kind of like you know, it's it's kind of like it says as much about you as your shoes do, which seems <laughs> fake because everyone sees your shoes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Not everyone sees your pubes. Well, I mean, not realistically. Realistically. So, uh-huh. I, I guess, <laughs> well, it's just Samantha and most people have seen her pubes. That's that's true. Yeah. Good point. Uh, like, Carrie is disappeared into the bathroom for now. Yeah, she's in the bathroom and we're like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, and then Charlotte arrives. She's a little bit late. Um, and she's kind of dressed up. And Samantha's like, well, you didn't have to dress up for us. And Miranda says, why not? You did your hair. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good one-liners this week. Yeah. And, you know, Charlotte's like, oh, I'm going to go see the lesbians. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Her new gal pals. I think this is where they get into the discussion. Yeah, Samantha calls her a clit tease. Yes, which is sure a thing that she said. Uh, <laughs> you know, Charlotte's like, I'm not a lesbian. They're just cool. And they don't have to deal with men. And But Charlotte's gone out with them three times this week. Which is more than I go out with anyone I know. I wouldn't even go out three times a week, period. (laughs) Let alone with the same people. Well, she's having fun and also she is clearly a repressed lesbian. Well, true, true. Like, she's finally opening her eyes and saying, God damn it, this is what I've been missing for like 30 years of my life. Like, I need to catch up. Makes sense. Is this where we move on to Carrie? Yes, because... Uh, Carrie's been in the bathroom the whole time. She comes out and she's like, well, this is embarrassing, but I got a new diaphragm and it's stuck. So she needs, she either needs... Who uses diaphragms anymore? I have no idea. I don't even know how a diaphragm works because no one ever even taught me about them because they were just like, use a condom because it's the 2000s (laughs) because that's what decade it was when I learned about condoms. Uh, I don't get it. I don't even know how it works. I just know that it's inside of her. I always think of them, you know, those little like half balls that you would flip and then they'd bounce in the air. Yes. (laughs) I always think of them as like that. I don't get it. Does it just, does it go in and just like stick to your cervix or something? Yeah. And you were meant to use spermicidal lube. So it essentially like blocks the sperm from going in as well as killing it off. Which, just use a condom. That just seems, just, just do that. I don't understand. Like it's, it is the not the 21st century yet in the show, but at the same time, the pill exists, condoms exist. Girl. I mean, it's the, the Nuva ring is probably the diaphragm of the 21st century. Mm, true. Were there IUDs in the 90s? Yeah, there were, right? Yeah. They might have been terrifying because they're, they're still terrifying to me and it's 2018, but the thing is, an IUD is not the kind of thing I would buy at launch. <laughs> like... 
this is like this is like waiting for the new iphone to come out and not buying it right away because they need to fix all the bugs first and but except for your technology it's your uterus oh yeah there's a planned obsolescence for uh (laughs) birth control methods Oh, I really hate this. Mm. So anyway, since she's got her diaphragm stuck, she either has to make an emergency trip to the gynecologist or she needs someone to help her with it to get it out. My God, an emergency trip to the gynecologist sounds awful. It sounds awful, but also a friend going up my vagina to pull out a diaphragm sounds also very awful. And I've been in now the gynecologist and I haven't loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something. It's something. I've definitely heard of this happening, though, but usually with tampons. Yeah, I've heard this happening with tampons for sure, but I've never met someone who uses diaphragms, so. Like, a diaphragm is all the way up at the fucking back. Like, you've got to get in deep. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah, you'd have to get your friend to really dig for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. I think I would still do it. Like, if it was my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy about it. I would not be happy about it. And neither are her friends. Because, like, you know, Miranda's like, well, I'm not very dexterous. And, uh, I don't know. Miranda is like, well, you know, Charlotte should do it. She's lesbian. Oh, and we also... (laughs) We missed um, a a part where Miranda's like, I was a lesbian in the fourth grade. Yeah, because she says she kissed a girl once. Once? And it was okay. Did she say once or? Yeah, she like she's like, oh, I kissed a girl and when I was in the fourth grade. And like, I, I refuse to believe Miranda's only kissed one woman in her life. Oh, yeah, that's that's fake as fuck. These these women are not straight, so. <laughs> jot that down. Well, Carrie is, but yeah, so jot, so jot that down. Yeah, Charlotte is clearly not going in there. Like, Charlotte is, is far from okay with this. Uh, and then so Carrie just eyes Samantha and Samantha like reluctantly agrees and she's like, I just had my nails done too. <laughs> I hope they don't break and then you have to go back in. Oh, uh, this seems like more of a problem for Carrie than uh, Samantha, but... <laughs> Yeah, it does. Oh, this is bad. So we cut to them on the street. We skip all the gory details. Uh, we cut to them on the street and they're just walking around and, you know, they're kind of like, okay, so wait, who are you even sleeping with? Like, cause if you got a diaphragm, obviously you're, you got it in there for a reason. She admits that she's seeing big. She didn't want to say anything. And they are all mad. Oh, they roast her. This is like the Comedy Central roast of Carrie Bradshaw. Uh, they are all annoyed by this, which is completely valid. Like, if I was there, if I was Carrie's friend, I would be like, okay, what the, what the fuck? Um, they are listing, like, every single reason why this is stupid. And, you know, Carrie's trying to explain it. She doesn't know how serious it is, but they just keep giving her shit. And then she just storms off because she's like, I don't even want to see a movie with you guys anymore. Ugh, she's such a brat. Like, listen to your friends. If your friends think that you're doing something stupid, listen to them. They want good things for you. Uh, they're your best friends. So, and yeah, and I mean, the other thing I wanted to mention is Charlotte is wearing like a full length coat and a crop top. <laughs> She's so valid. (laughs) Oh, this is so good. Oh, I love this so much. Yeah. And yeah, and they just storm off and it's all a thing. And then we move back to Charlotte and she's at the queen of the lesbians house. Yes. The lesbian, like the power lesbian queen bee, Carrie calls it. Uh, Her name is Patty. Mm. 
And apparently she was married to some like television producer and then, I don't know, they divorced or he died. I can't remember now. But she's super rich and this house is chock-a-block of lesbians. Oh, yeah. And it's a beautiful house. And she's only there for brunch. Like, this this is a brunch event and it's fucking fancy as hell. How many? I don't know. I never think of brunch as being that big of a thing. It's, it's an informal small gathering, in my opinion. For me, brunch is like very informal, very much just like a chill thing where you hang out with a friend and just chat and eat really good food. But this is like a fancy brunch. Brunch is an excuse to drink in the morning. It's an excuse to drink some coffee and spill some tea. <laughs> <laughs> and eat pancakes past 12 exactly exactly and get some eggs benny mm. uh, we don't we don't even know if charlotte eats anything here because we don't really see any of the actual event it's really mostly just charlotte's here and we mostly just see her talking to patty so she meets this this power lesbian patty who is you know they're chatting and she tells charlotte about this home she has in telluride and she's like oh you should come next time like do you ski oh it'd be great to have you but then she asks charlotte if she's gay and charlotte and charlotte says no but she also goes into this monologue of you know i'm i'm not gay but i am connected with the feminine spirit which you're a woman so you should be yeah and like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only sexually attracted to men, but I've had such a wonderful time hanging out with the new, my new friends and. Uh huh. Like they're so nice and funny and smart. And then we get um a, a good old quote. Uh huh. <laughs> which Patty's like, that's all well and good, but if you don't eat pussy, then you're not. So that's kind of, that's, that's kind of you know um cisnormative very much so but go off it is 1999 it's true it is 1999 um and also we're just we're just we're just reclaiming casually in this show made for straight women yeah written by like gay men probably like i get that the character is the lesbian but but like the audience is probably not lesbians because my goodness if you can find a lesbian who will sit and watch a show of four women dating a series of fucking unfortunate men god bless Mm -hmm. patient woman (laughs) true that's like a really good point yeah it's not made for women who should be using that word for the most part i mean i guess there's the series of bisexual women watching the show like us who are like i know but then i don't really use it like yeah true that's very true like i mean i'll quote it but yeah it's not something i'm i throw around because it's not something i really connect nor do i yeah but like uh, yeah there there are bisexual women who are i guess (laughs) like everything hate this show but still watch it yeah exactly it's a good point that's like end of charlotte's story yeah it's really just that's the end of her hanging out with the lesbians i guess it like just because this one woman is like you don't eat pussy so you can't sit at our table <laughs> i guess it's like mean girls uh yeah like i guess that's what they're serving for brunch is pussy pussy and so she has to go home because she won't eat it so i mean if you're not gonna eat brunch then you can't be at brunch that's a that's a good point. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of drag brunches before. Maybe this is like a lesbian brunch. Maybe it is. What she should have said, if you're not going to mow hay, then get off the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much more tactful way of putting it. I like that. Yeah. And hay is like, hay doesn't have to be a vagina. Hay could be anything 
as a woman that you happen to have. So it it's it, mowing hay is inherently for women. I think that's very inclusive of you, and I think that's that's our official stance is. Mm-hmm. You should all mow hay, and by that we mean orally pleasure women. Absolutely. (laughs) Every single day. (laughs) All I want to do is mow hay. That's true. Like, everyone's out here having kids and getting married, and all I want to do is mow hay. (laughs) So. That is such a mood, though. You're right. Right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But unfortunately, Charlotte does not want to mow hay, so her story has ended. R.I.P. (laughs) R.I.P. And then... Oh, yeah, and then we go to Samantha. We do, and we get a titty tally. Titties. Mm-hmm. We get titties because we're in a steam room at the gym. So there's another woman sitting in the steam room when Samantha comes in who's full on tits out because it's a steam room. It's a, it's a steam room. I I mean, personally, I prefer a steam room to a sauna, but I've never been tits out. I've never been to a steam room. I've only been into a sauna before. But is the difference just that a sauna is like with the rocks? Yeah. And like wooden, wooden walls and stuff? Well, a steam room to me is like a bit more moist. Yeah. Uh, like to me like a steam room has like ceramic tiling and seating and it like probably is very sticky whereas like a sauna i picture as being like wooden interior like a cabin and it's it's not sticky it's just wet it's like it's like when you're in when you have a really hot shower and then you turn it off it's just it's just that it's more like when you're in a hot shower but not directly underneath the water whereas like a sauna yeah. is that sort of dry heat which i'm not a fan of i like a sauna okay well i'm a steam room kind of girl and then you're <laughs> sort of gotta go but i mean the thing is you never get your tits out in a sauna so i might mind i might lean towards a steam room for that you can get your tits out in a sauna what saunas are you going to you can but no one does (laughs) people only get their tits out in steam rooms as far as i've ever seen i don't know (laughs) (laughs) this is this is by far our our stupidest meandering conversation but i like it (laughs) me too um so the reason why this scene is important is because like the woman sees samantha walk in and she like looks over at samantha's bush and she like immediately stands up angrily and then she's like full-on buck naked in front of samantha and then samantha sees her bush and the woman is like that asshole they both have lightning pussies they do and uh, uh, Carrie's voiceover says, Samantha learned that lightning does indeed strike twice. Ba-dum-dum-tch. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> so, the, I, that's the story. Like, that's, that's her plot. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and then we just get our next wrap-up of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Miranda is, she's with Ethan, and then she snaps at him because he puts the porn on again. And, yeah, he's like, you know, right, listen, I'm a real woman. This is a movie. And he's like, oh, I've only known you for a little one. I've been with these women for a long time. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, I get it. But- like, it doesn't mean anything. He's talking absolute nonsense. Yeah. And Miranda is super valid by just storming out. She's like, okay, well, bye, because this is just stupid as hell. <laughs> like, 
oh, men are corrupted by porn. It's awful. And uh, I don't know. You just kind of want to shake him and be like, it's, it's not real. It's all a fantasy. It's it's acting. The, the true actors in the world are sex workers. That's really true because they are not enjoying that. Like, I remember one time, like, I remember a long time ago seeing, like, a video of, like, two women who were, like, a- allegedly having sex <laughs> with each other. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. And they were just like slapping each other's labias with their hands. And I was like, that doesn't, what are you doing? And I'm like, this is teaching. Just slapping. 1 800, are you slapping? <laughs> this is teaching men that this is what feels good, apparently. Imagine if someone just fucking slapped your vagina. I would have. I would be like, okay, right. We're going to have to talk about this. I, uh, I would scream. I would be like, what the f- fuck are you doing? In what world is that something that you think is good? Like, you're not literally supposed to slam the nut button. Have you? Like, 1-800-ARE-YOU-SLAMMING-THE-NUT-BUTTON? Just slapping that nut button. Have you seen the ones where they, like, slap a, a dick against their face? What's with all this slapping? Oh, I have not seen that, but I can imagine that 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 exists of course i don't know maybe that's just the male fantasy of you know like wanting to slap a woman with your dick to represent that your penis literally makes you more powerful than them i'm guessing i don't know it's like the whole thing where it's like where so many guys like absolutely need to see like a video of a guy guy blowing his load on a girl's face and i'm like there's some there's some deep-seated stuff going on behind your psychology of this here of why you like this like freud and young are having a field day yeah there's there's something going on here if you need this uh, like it's maybe once in a while but you know like if this is your thing that you need to see maybe think about why that is so i think i mean i'm of the opinion of like if you need to have something every single time then there's probably you probably shouldn't be doing that like if you need to have you know unless like for a medical or physical reason but like if you need to have some sort of kink every single time you have sex yeah i don't it i think there's a lot of things that porn is in just engraved into people's brains as being like extremely normalized that is like okay maybe it's fine to do every once in a while but like it's so normalized that it, it makes it seem like everyone is just okay with that and you need to have that to get off so i don't know no Ugh. i mean anyway fuck the porn industry but yeah it's the industry really it's not the like existence of porn as a medium oh of course yeah no it's the industry which is wrong with everything fuck capitalism mm-hmm. fuck capitalism it's bad that's our leftists in the city vote vote even though neither of us did today because neither of us live in the United States. <laughs> Vote in your respective elections for the leftmost candidate that exists. <laughs> and also, this is definitely coming out after the elections, so. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> this is the most pointless thing. <laughs> Let's move on and just finish up because we have fucking Big and uh, Carrie and they're yes. dancing and this is pointless and I hate it. Oh, I hate this too. This, this scene had no reason to exist other than to remind us of how stupid Carrie is. Ugh. Yeah, she's like, oh, Big took me dancing for the first time. Great. Who? I I don't know why you would go dancing, but whatever. I don't know. She asks why they broke up the first time, and he 
pretty much says, you broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And she says the weakest thing where she says, oh, you didn't say what I wanted you to say, which isn't the reason they broke up. Yeah, it was a million reasons. And she does kind of acknowledge this with like her voiceover because she's kind of like, you know, you know, the reason I was afraid he would never be able to love me and he only loved himself. And I was afraid he could never give me what I wanted to be happy, which is like the tip of the iceberg, but whatever. And tell him that. Um, like, don't tell us. We know. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, instead of saying that full on to him because she can't do it, she's afraid to so instead she says i was just afraid i guess that's it and then they dance and she says he's like oh i you know i was upset when you broke up with me and she's like oh did you cry and he says no i just listened to sinatra which i hate this guy i hate this so much men be having no emotions men have emotions men be oppressing their emotions because masculinity blows ass they also yeah it's not cute to not have emotions yeah it's not they also make things official again I guess, because Carrie is, like, asking, so does this mean we're officially seeing each other again? And he just kind of says, like, if you say so, Mm. which is infuriating. And he's like, I don't even know what that means. Because he says, every moment of my life is for real, baby. And, like, I don't... Obviously, you know what she means. You're stupid. No, he's just being obtuse. He is. He's... I just, he's so, he makes me so mad. Mm. But that's literally the end of the episode. They're just dancing. And Carrie's kind of left feeling shitty, just like she always feels with him anytime she tries to have any emotional connection with him. She just feels like garbage, so. Yeah, the the emotional intelligence of both of them is at an all-time low. It is awful. It is so painful to see two grown-ass adults over the age of 30, or even over the age of 40 for big, (laughs) who, like, literally just cannot communicate with each other and who just are on such different pages emotionally and mentally and carry knowing yeah yeah. it's not like they're 20 and this is their first relationship it's Mm -hmm. it's just pathetic it's just sad it's sad and carrie knows that she's not happy that's the worst part of it is she knows that this isn't what she wants and yet she just can't she can't I don't know. It's frustrating as hell. Well, I feel like this is a nice way to segue into our rankings because I feel like we both probably have the same bottom ranking this week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Carrie's at the bottom. And then I guess Miranda because I don't know why she is with Ethan for so long. Then Samantha and then Charlotte, obviously. Yeah, literally same. Like Charlotte is at the top by a huge landslide. Like, Miranda and Samantha were kind of the same. Like, I don't know. I didn't really care about either of their stories. But Miranda should have left Ethan the long longer ago than, like, after three or four dates. But, yeah. And Carrie is way at the bottom by, like, she – Carrie has fallen into hell. Like, that's how low she is at the bottom of my list. So <laughs> Wow. Ugh. Anyway, uh, questions. So if you got questions, you can send them to citygirlsmakedo.tumblr.com slash ask – you can also try to send them to citygirlsmakedo at gmail.com, but I can't guarantee we'll read them because reading is hard and opening Gmail is not something I do a lot No, for a different account than my regular one. So yeah, so we have three questions this week. The first one is from Turning Point Albuquerque, who is friend of the show Eden, who is asking, if the Sex and the City Girls were pasta, what kinds would they be? I think that Carrie would be risotto, but that's just me. <laughs> So thank you for the really good question. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, so the one that immediately jumped out to me is 
Charlotte would be the little bows. Oh, that would be cute. I love that. Yeah, she would be very, because those are just really adorable. And Charlotte's very cute, but also like very nicely put together. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot. I said that Carrie would be like a rotini because it's like, it thinks it's a little bit fancier than it actually is, but it's really like just so basic. And it's curly, kind of like her curly hair. <laughs> and it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't think it picks up the sauce very well. I hate rotini. No, not really. It's fine. Like, I'll eat it. I I have it sometimes, but it's definitely just very plain. It's not very fancy or anything, so. No. I feel like, what's a very practical pasta? So, I said that Miranda might be an all-business ravioli. It's just, it's it's full of, like, all the stuff you need. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, not really, but I'm with you. It's got the stuff in it that you already need. It's self-sufficient. Good point. And you don't need to throw like a meat sauce on top or anything. It's just already got meat in it or like cheese or whatever you want to have in it. It's it's good. I do like a ravioli. I do like a filled pasta. I thought Samantha might be like a baked mac and cheese. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or maybe that is the sexiest pasta. It's sexy, but it's like fun. Mm, or maybe, you know, those pasta that's shaped like dicks. That you get in sex shops, which have dust all over them, because who's going to buy pasta from a sex shop? Oh my god, yes. Oh, that's horrifying, but that very <laughs> suits Samantha. <laughs> so thank you for the question, Eden. I really liked that one. It was fun to think about at work. <laughs> Our next question is from a friend of the show, Alec, who is not Alex of the podcast, but not me, Alex Shope. Uh, and Alex is asking. Not a question. I just wanted to tell you that I've never seen Sex in the City, but my vague memories of my mom watching it as I went to bed as a child all have Sarah Jessica Parker in them. So my mental image of the cast is just four Sarah Jessica Parker clones. Would this improve or worsen the show? So we're saying turn it into Orphan Black. Oh my god. Yes, but Sarah Jessica Parker does not have the range for this. Like, I think she's she's a fine actress. Like, she's not... But, like, we talked earlier about how she has, like, one facial expression. Yeah, she doesn't have the range. Um, no, I guess it would be it would be unique for the time, but I don't think it would be yeah. better. However, it would be funny to just have a show and never elaborate or expand upon that all the main characters are played by the same actress. Especially if Samantha is still meant to be like five years older than all of them or however old she is. Like, it's it would be very funny if they were not even the same ages. Like, they weren't even twins or anything. But, like, the problem with Carrie isn't that she's Sarah Jessica Parker. The problem with Carrie is how she's written. So... Yeah, I think it would be an interesting show, but I would really miss, like, Kristen Davis has just so much, she just has, she brings so much to Charlotte that I would really miss having her in the show. And same with, like, uh, same with fucking, Kim Cattrall just brings so much to Samantha's role, like, her line delivery. I just can't imagine the same thing coming from Sarah Jessica Parker that would make it as good. No, I can't really imagine any of them being played by anyone else because they're all... Mm-hmm. Like so, like stapled to their characters. Yeah, exactly. There, there is no Tatiana Maslany of Sex and the City as much as I would love a remake of Sex and the City with Tatiana Maslany playing all four of the girls. Holy shit! <laughs> you know, me and her have the same birthday. Oh, that's so good. I love her so much. Canadian Queen. <laughs> I love it. Virgo queen. Virgo Canadian queen. Just like Keanu. I I stand. I stand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
So yeah, it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be better, but I don't think it would be terrible. No. So yeah. Um, thank you for the question, Alex. Our last question. Okay, I I'm gonna have a little bit of trouble parsing this. It's sent by Anonymous. Um, Just read it blank. Just read it straight. Is the way Carrie seems to construct her life around her relationships and partners liberated or still patriarchal as her definition of herself is still intrinsically tied to the men in her life? Also, haha, Mr. Big, like, penis. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Anonymous. <laughs> um, um, well, it's like obviously patriarchal because women have been tied women are only for obviously for centuries women are only known for their relationship to men mm-hmm. so whether that be fathers husbands whatever so like yeah it is yeah and it's a show created by a man written by men even if it's created by a gay man that doesn't mean it can't still you know have patriarchal problems associated with it and like it's you know it makes me think of that one sex in the city quiz that's like on clickhole or something that's like which sex in the city girls brand of internalized misogyny are you oh that's a good one um (laughs) it's a really good quiz i recommend everyone take it it's very good but um it kind of just brings up the fact that you know like every single one of the four girls not just carrie uh has some you know issues that of course there are things that real women say because you know real women do have a lot of internalized misogyny like every single person does it's not it's not something like no one is 100% woke or anything but no it's there's there's problems with the show in that sense i think if it was written today it might be a little bit better at this but it's there's you're never going to get any media that's 100% free of that no and i think i think because like i don't know neither of us have read the books and like we know that's based off of uh Candice Bushnell's like life it's sort of semi-autobiographical mm-hmm. which I think kind of separates it of okay well this is like a real person yeah but the show is a fictionalized version of that then you know yeah yeah and an adaptation can take lots of liberties too which this definitely did oh for sure yeah <laughs> I guess also the last part of the question was also haha Mr. Big like penis which is a really good point <laughs> That is a really good point. I've never considered that. Me neither. And I feel like my brain is jumping out of my skull and out of my window right now. Do you want to finish this? I got a headache because this was just too woke for me. This is too much. I'm going to pass out and I don't think I can continue the series because I don't have a brain anymore. So it's gone. R.I.P. Um. (laughs) R.I.P. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, as always, you can find me at Windfall Island on Tumblr and Age of Oddish on Twitter. And you can also find me on Jurgenet this week. I mentioned it earlier. Um, I Jurgenet is a new sister show on Noise Space. So it's been on, it's, it's, you know, not a new show, but it just joined us on Noise Space like a week or two ago. So listen to that. It's about the secret life of the American teenager. And I will be on to chat about teens having sex next week. <laughs> this week the episode will come out like a day before this one does so <laughs> yeah, yeah a great thing for adults to conversate over yeah yeah i decided to uh-huh. start using conversate um just it's a good word yeah it's just so someone can message me and be like that's not a real word and i have to i'm you know <laughs> pretend like i didn't know that anyway yeah well I'm only going to allegedly conversate about it um, this week. You have to listen to find out. So, <laughs> um, Allegedly, you can find me on Tumblr 
at Dork Phoenix. And I don't think I've been on anything, so I don't have anything else to plug, really. That's okay. Yeah. Whatever. Invite me on your show. I'll be on it. I don't know shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Go on shows. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.